welcome to the part of the podcast where we're concerned for the youth and the future. <laughs> welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined this week by Jonathan Watkins. Hello. And Danae Hughes. Have not yet been fired. We write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins <laughs> and do various other things inside the CS universe as well. Uh, yeah, another week and we're still here. They're still letting us do this thing. Uh, having a good time. How's everybody doing? Doing great. Danae? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. You said you wanted to talk about donuts. And oh, I'm man. like, if there's one, if there's a part of the show to talk about donuts, it's, it's now. It's right now. Like, we're going to get into the nitty gritty here soon. Well, I, I put a poll up on Twitter because I'm having this, and this struggle. And I'm curious what you guys think. So I guess we can just start with that. Okay. Here's the question. If you find a donut shop that you really love, they make a really, really great glazed donut. Mm-hmm. The best donut maybe that you've ever had ever in your entire <laughs> life. Let's just say it's that By situation. Way, this donut shop is just a few blocks from where I live. So, <laughs> so freaking good. I've been there in the morning when they're very fresh, and I've eaten them, and then we went there at the very end of the day, around 1 p.m., and they're not as fresh, because obviously it's 1 p.m., sure, yeah. but at the end of the day, they give away free donut holes, because they're trying to like get the donuts out the door, mm. rather than let them go to waste. So my question is, do you go in the morning when they're fresh, or do you go in the evening when they're still good? But you have free donuts as well. Yeah, we don't have free. We don't have the free donut giveaway here that I'm aware of. Is that like a normal thing for all donut shops? I don't. I, I've never been handed a bag of free donut holes. Two, two bags of free donut holes, and they were offering us a third because our kid was in the back seat. <laughs> um, I Danae doesn't care if this applies to anybody else. She just needs to know for her own life if this is something. I'm okay that, with the you conversation, go <laughs> but I'm just <laughs> you go fresh. That's yeah, I mean, you, 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 because I mean, you know, I mean, and we were not talking about, I mean, a couple bucks. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it's worth it. I totally agree. I, I, I voted in that poll. I voted fresh. Uh, I still mm-hmm. feel that way. Although I do think the best answer was Josh, who chimed in and said, why only go once a day? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's the other option is go fresh and then go free later. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was really a big surprise. My husband's love language is food. And so as she was handing free donuts through the window of the car. He fell in love with the drive through attendant lady? He was in love. <laughs> he was so happy. He had glistening, like, happy tears in his eyes. Glazed tears. So I have this feeling that we're never going to be going for fresh donuts again. <laughs> which I'm okay with because they're still great. But the poll as of like this moment, which will have ended by the time the episode releases, is, mm-hmm. is in your favor. Yeah, fresh is winning for sure. Is it like a I just, runaway? Go ahead, sorry. No, it's really close. It's 55% fresh. Oh, okay. And 45 freebies. In general, 55% fresh is not something you want, but uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but in this case. No. Uh, thanks for helping me talk about that. I just, you know, this is a major struggle of my life right now. You know, some people having real huge problems in their life, mine's about donuts. So. Well, you, know, you get to eat donuts, though. See, I, I got diagnosed with a, uh, a gluten allergy a couple years ago, which, um, which I've been told by many people is, is fake. Um, but, um, thanks people for butting into my life with your beliefs and ideas. People get really, really, that, that gluten thing just sets people afire. It's crazy. Yeah. 
But um, I gluten-free donuts are terrible, at least the ones I've had. So that's something I've had to just let go, which is very sad. But my uh, my wife and daughter are more than happy to enjoy them around me. So uh, oh, I, I get a, I get sad. like a secondary high off of them, I guess. Nice. <laughs> Aww. I totally misunderstood and uh, thought it was to go gluteus-free, and so I have no butt. So uh, yeah, you, you know, go. that's that's just that was my choice, but I didn't realize. So. I just had this memory of when we were working in the radio station together, Aaron, and you were talking about how important um, wearing a, a belt is. Yeah. in your life because you have no butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm the same way. No, I can relate to that. You have to wear a belt. <laughs> and then there was this one day we were traveling, and I think you had to go through the airport security check without yeah. your belt. On, yes and it turned into like a really uncomfortable situation she was like can you you know put your hand i was like i can put my hands up but things might happen <laughs> like, i will lose my pants yes <laughs> no i'm a yeah i have no butt and i'm a weird waist size so like um yeah it's just impossible to get stuff it's either got to be too tight or it's a little loose and, and i prefer you can't a little eat loose donuts this is awful yeah oh, well yeah. how are we going to transition here <laughs> Speaking can, can, of donuts. Speaking of buttless, <laughs> I don't know. How do you transition over to the next part of what we're going to do today? Well, let's get into it at least. Uh, let's kink, kick things off by uh, looking at the past week in the world of Cinema Sins with the Sinside Scoop. What's he building in there? I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. So let's take a look at the videos from the week. Uh, we're going to talk about the process of sending them, what we thought about the things, uh, the actual shows and movies and music videos in general. Um, we'll just kind of go through them as we went through the week. On Monday, TV Sins released The 100. Uh, Jonathan and I wrote on that script. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never saw this show. Uh, this was my very first experience with it, uh, is watching the pilot. Um, and Jonathan, I think you watched at least for a while. Is that right? I watched, I, I don't remember if I, I think I finished the first season, if I remember correctly, because it was when it came on. So this is what, 2014 or something, 15. Yeah. So, but um, it's a, it's a bit of a culty hit and those CW shows always do really well for us. Danae, have, had uh, you ever heard of it, seen it before you watched the Sins video on it? No, but it certainly seemed to, it wasn't surprising, like the sins and the jokes and the fun that were kind of poking at mm-hmm. the at the show and the holes that were, you know, making in their plot or whatever, the whole love triangle thing. I mm-hmm. thought that was brilliant because it's so true. Most of those well, just teen the- comedy looking kind of thing, or not comedies, but the teen shows on CW are always about there being multiple people in love with each other. And I was like, oh, yes, that is we uh, one of we, the things that makes me roll my eyes. We send the uh, the superhero shows on the CW. We also mm-hmm. send Supernatural, which is on the CW. And as yeah, we're Vampire s- Diaries, Vampire Diaries. And as we're sending these things, I at first it was just kind of a, a joke because you know a couple of them were this way. But I'm starting to realize they literally have a checklist with these shows. It's insane. Yeah. Like, and, and I will tell you this: there's a moment in the 100 video uh, towards the very beginning where I say something about the CW checklist, and if one of these young people doesn't, you know take off some clothes you know by the end of the episode i'll eat my hat or i'll eat your hat or right. whatever the sin was mm-hmm. and uh i had not seen the episode when i wrote that sin i just want to be very clear that i wrote that sin before i knew that uh, that uh that somebody took off their pants later in the episode to take yeah, a swim, you, you knew know? that was gonna happen you know I, that's what i'm saying it's so <laughs> obvious it's just like 
Uh, and in this one especially is just like manufactured. It's like, hmm, how can we get the most good-looking young people in one area at the same time? And it's just like, oh, what if we, you know, send 100 uh, for whatever reason this society has decided that <laughs> – you know, the youth juvenile detention holders are all going to go down and test out a new earth. You know, it's just like it's just tailor made. But that kind of book is something I would have loved to read. Right. You know, where you're in that part of your youth where you want to be apart from the adults and you want to have your own say and you want to have your own government and, you know, you want to do your own thing in a brand new way. I would have totally read something like that whenever I was, you know, younger. And yeah. that, but, you know. Uh, CW is one of those eye roll and then you kind of get into it you don't want to like a supernatural kind of thing you're like I don't uh," or Buffy you know one of those it's very Lord of the Flies and uh, and I thought of it afterwards but I probably would have gone with the Lord of the Thighs joke at some point you know somewhere (laughs) in that but uh, it it has that feeling of Lost or Lord of the Flies or Mm -hmm. you know whatever but all with the CW sheen of beautiful young people getting in love triangles oh yeah I were they were these people arrested for being sexy? I, I mean, <laughs> my wife and I watched Supernatural for a while too, and that was one we always made a joke about. And then, kind of like you, once we watched other CW shows, realized this was just the thing they did. But yeah. like, there's not an unattractive person anywhere. And I mean, I guess that's all in the eye of the beholder. But I sure. mean, they go out of their way to where you know it doesn't matter what part of the country you're in either. And that was the funny thing about Supernatural. It's like the people in you know Alabama look exactly like the people in California and, and Hawaii and wherever yeah. they go. <laughs> yeah. It's a very sameness to the whole thing. Yeah. 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 Anything um, else about this show or this video that you guys wanted to bring up and chat about? It literally starts on a shot of, of boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I mean, and I mean, it, I mean, it's not even hiding it. It's yeah. just like, it's not here's, subtle. Here's some, uh, yeah, it's it's um, that big that first big zoom in right into some yeah. cleavage, and then uh, holy shit is that a vagina? That was, uh, <laughs> that was one of my all time favorite sins to read from a from an Aaron Dicer script. Uh, yeah, we we'll get into that in one of the further uh, <laughs> further segments of Hi, this Aaron's wonderful mom. podcast. Um, but yeah, what did you Google search that or something? Uh, I may have Google searched something. We'll, oh my we'll get gosh! There. Uh, comments. I can understand if there's comments about it, but. Okay, yeah, I'm looking forward to that yeah, one. Good. Um, good. The the Soren outtake was amazing, and I had forgotten about it. And then when I reviewed the video, we had literally I was at California. Yeah, and we had literally ridden Soren about an hour before. Um, oh, I got to hear that's Patrick. That's what Warburton. that was from. I knew I knew that from somewhere, but I couldn't figure it out. Oh man, that was one. That's one of my favorite things that uh, that have popped because it looks. It literally looks like a Disney ride in that it show. Did. It does with the it screens does. on the wall, and the guy pops up pops up on the screen, and hey, passengers, if you're going to, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. it's oh, it's just like, perfect. It's so it was perfect, and, it, and it's Patrick Warburton too. So it's a great voice, mm-hmm. and uh, my wife and I do that all the time. We would like jokingly, we'll be like, "Hi, I'm Patrick." We'll just say that <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> Um, and then the one thing about this show, I, I think we kind of talked about this when we were doing the script, but this show has a lot of potential and it kind of gets caught up in all those, that CW sticky stuff. But, um, there's that great scene at the end where the guy gets, uh, Jasper gets shot that you're not expecting to happen. But then I, and I forgot about this until I read some of the comments and stuff, which we can talk about later, but like that dude, but he doesn't die. Like he's around. For How a do you long not die from being that. speared? And it's kind of like 
What a waste. Um, and this was a situation where you really could have been like, you know, no one's safe, but, you but know, no. then they kind of wimp out on it. No, I also fine. like the adult dynamic, though. They have the adults up on the space station, which is not something you always get in CW shows. Uh, they seem dumber than the kids. But... <laughs> that whole thing with the life bands is yeah. such a crock because it's like how I mean, you don't even need to be a doctor to know that when all the vitals disappear at the same time, they took off the life band. If they had died, yeah. the heart rate would have fluctuated. Something the temperature would have decreased slowly. Like, it's it's silliness to think they would have interpreted that as death. Right? Like yeah, it, it, for sure. That that thing, that no, really no, bugged me. No, it, no, it w- it's not silly if they're dumb. <laughs> but I don't think <laughs> well, we're supposed it's, to it's think not they're even, dumb. Like, I mean, that could be a possibility, but, like, they don't even, they don't even... They don't even, like, mention the idea, oh, hey, maybe they're taking them off. Like, somebody doesn't even, I mean, just one person just needs to say that. Yeah, the problem is if one person says that, then everybody's then like, it makes oh, sense. yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what they're doing. And then Desmond from Lost can't, you know, right. go on a crazy, start killing people for um, no reason. Man, yeah, man, culture sure did change quickly, huh? In less than 100 <laughs> years. <laughs> There's a lot of... um that person in this in this show like you've got you know you got dr burke or whatever from gray's anatomy right you got desmond from lost you got some battlestar galactica people you got april from the ninja turtles yeah you got april from the ninja (laughs) turtles which i completely forgot about until you put that sin in (laughs) oh man uh my my only other thing with this uh this show is if you're going to name it the 100, I want you to have some consistency with your numbers. Like oh, I yeah, want, I want bad. you to care about that. I know I'm, I'm probably a little weird like that, but I had, I felt the same way about the blacklist, where it's like one of those things where I know you're just throwing names and a number up there. You're not actually caring about what this blacklist is, and I felt the same here. I'm just like, okay. You know, I, I want you to keep track of the, the 100, and now we're at 98, and then... Is there any of that later in the season where they're like, you know, oh, it's down to 92, or... I, I don't recall there being, but uh, I could be wrong. I think I read in it, some of the comments that it was based on a novel, and there was, like, a reason for it, but I they didn't expound on why. It, it is... Yeah, that's right. It is based on a book, Um, I'm, I and I at one point I was thinking about reading it, and I, I didn't read... Re- the reviews of it were not great, so I was like, yeah, I'm good. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know what all happens in the book versus the TV show. What I remember, it was, it was just mostly like, you know, just developing all this stuff down there and there was a lot of love triangle and, you know, stuff like that going on cause it's a CW show. But, um, I don't remember them getting too much into the, the number aspect, but I, but That's I could just be a me wrong. thing. Nah, it's just a me yeah. thing. I don't, you know, I don't know that everybody feels that way. Uh, any other thoughts on this before we move on to our first movie of the week? Nope. No, I'm good. (laughs) All right. Uh, On Tuesday, uh, How to Train Your Dragon 3 released. This was an Atkinson Dicer Hughes script. Uh, So Danae and I both uh, wrote on this. This was a fun one. Uh, This is... I I love this series of movies. I'm a huge How to Train Your Dragon fan. Uh, Mm -hmm. The first movie still remains as one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, HTT Lightning! It's my favorite. uh, It's probably my favorite DreamWorks I, I will give it that. Uh, I really like Kung Fu Panda, though. But uh, oh, that but was no, fun movie. Yeah, Kung yeah, Fu. Yeah, it's Out of Train Your Dragon is 
is something else. It's excellent. You know, the third one is the worst of the three, which isn't awful because, you know, I, I think the second one's really good, too. Um, but it has more story issues. It really has some villain issues uh, that it goes through. And yet for me, I still come away from it going, I'm so glad this movie is out there. I had such a good time with it. I think it's gorgeous. It's a really beautiful mm-hmm. you know, movie to watch. Yeah, there's um, a scene in this one that was super breathtaking for me. Uh, the Hidden World scene? Not not when they go under the ground. Not the Technicolor no, no, Avatar no, no, no. section. No. <laughs> it's when they're on the dragon. Is it Starfly or something? I can't, I'm sorry. Don't come at me. Um, <laughs> it's Astrid's dragon. I'm coming at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, so it's Astrid and Hiccup. And they're going to find Toothless, mm-hmm. but it's when they had just discovered the waterfall and they're sort of flying around the edge of the waterfall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just the way that the camera angle is shot. It reminds me of if there was a if there was somebody that was on a helicopter shooting it from a distance. You know, like how humans would find to do this shot. If mm-hmm. if if we had the ability to film this moment. This is how it would look. It kind of even had a little bit of shaky cam going on. It could have been a total still shot because it's obviously all CG. Right. But yeah. the way that they shot that one, I was stunned by that particular. It's really, really beautiful. The whole thing is beautiful. But that particular moment was, for me, really emotional and kind of stunning. I, I really love this movie. Um, it's my favorite animated movie so far this year. I don't know how much that's saying. Other than other than Toy Story four, I don't even know if there's anything else that would be in the running. Yeah. Um, and currently on my Letterbox rankings, although I've only seen forty films from 2019 so far, so I'm sure this will change by the end of the year. But uh, it's in my top ten. It's actually in my top five. Oh, nice. Um, I, I, so I, I really got a lot out of this movie. I actually think I liked this better than the second one. I haven't seen the second one since like it's been a few years. But um, that's just a very depressing movie. He, I, that's all I remember. There's I, a lot of death. There, there is. There's, and that may be the reason I put it above the third is because I feel like unlike what we were just talking about with the 100, mm-hmm. where people come back from spears in the heart. Oh uh, yeah, there's stakes. The, yeah. yeah, there are stakes here, and there's you know there is real sacrifice in in How to Train too. So. Um, but I loved the I loved the hiccup and the the girl. I, I liked that whole thing that you guys kept comparing to Wall-E. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and I mean I mean I mean not that Wall-E is actually in that scenario is really that original either. I mean I, I just always think of Lady and the Tramp. So, but um, as far as like different species get, getting together, I guess. All right, this is a good time to go to go go into this because it's all over the comments. So, I, And it was a sin, yeah. that, a sin that I wrote. And so this is a good time to go into this. Uh, let's talk about Night Furies and Light Furies for let's a second. Let's do it! Um, <laughs> this is all going to come down to the fact that this movie is confusing as all get out on this subject. That is the sin. Uh, there oh, are, for sure. There, there are some uh, explanations that actually Night Furies and Light Furies are different species. The movie does not make that clear um, because they look identical other than their color. And the only Night Fury we know is male and the only Light Fury we really know is female. However, there are some other fury type dragons in the background uh, mm-hmm. during the, you know, the fly into the the hidden world or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. when we were reading the script and we we're kind of putting all of our, you know, perspectives together and we're doing our combination of our of our scripts, 
your perspective on the confusion about it, I was like, well, there are some in the background. And so quite. A and I think you even called them females. There are more females in the, yeah. the background or whatever because they were white because they were white. Right. So it's no matter what, it's confusing. Oh, maybe they weren't all female. Maybe that's just a similar species. Right. Did you mm-hmm. do any like research afterwards to kind of look into it? I did. I mean, I did research while I was, you know, writing oh, it. You? And okay. it just it, there wasn't anything that I found that really just laid it out. Apparently, there are books and all sorts of things <laughs> that are wow. very, And yes. I just I, I thought this was just made up for the movie. Apparently, Toothless is the last of his kind, and yes. the Light Furies are a similar species, that's, but not the same. That's ridiculous, though. They are this. <laughs> look, even horses. Let's say you crossbreed a, a horse and a donkey, right? That's possible, right? Yes. Those animals look very different. Right. They are similar in, you know, structure. And, but you can tell a horse from a donkey. You cannot tell a light fury from a night fury. They're identical animals. Do you know you understand They're what I'm not saying? Identical, yeah, I know. I, I do. No, completely I'm going to die on this. Hill. <laughs> Here's the hill I'm dying on. Even in the movie, um, Hiccup is describing to his friend uh-huh. how to change you know, the cards that they make to kind of like identify all the dragons. He's drawing up this new light fury and he's like, no, you have to change the tail. No, doesn't have a fin here. No, you know, so he's making him correct it. But I was confused. Like, is that just because the females are built different? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's still not, they are different. They're not exactly the same. Yeah, I think I think I know but it's that. Not clear. But it is so confusing. I love how the comments though were just like, it's you know, this is this and this is this. And I was like, you they've done their research. <laughs> That's right. You don't want to mess with the dragon fans. They they know. <laughs> I, there was one thing I read too. It's like technically the light fairies have a parrot shaped head and the night fairies have <laughs> You know, this other t- shaped head. <laughs> like, oh, how do you. Man. I didn't see that in the movie. The difference, at least, I didn't see that. I, I, I think that's the point. Yeah. Uh, is the, the movie is not very clear on all that. Uh, so, but that was that was kind of fun to see that discussion. I also loved um, how it was like how to mate your dragon, mm-hmm. which was such a smart perspective because this film really is about the dragons going off to back to their own world yeah. to mate with mm-hmm. their own kind and do their own thing apart from humans. It's like BBC's planet birth, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I wrote a sin that um, was something about just the awkwardness of watching the, like the mating dances. Yeah. Um, and then I think everyone actually wrote something similar. So we had a really fun time combining all of our perspectives. There and- are three large sections of this movie that are just, you know, given to dragons Getting wanting to, know to hook each up. Other. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it was sweet. I thought it was really sweet as a movie, as, as a lover of this movie, it is. I really enjoyed it. No, I did I, too. I thought it was super adorable. I mean, to, and to be fair, I mean, you know, with it being 2019 movies, I mean, Toy Story 4, there's a pretty large portion of that about Woody wanting to stay around and hook up with Bo Peep. So. Oh, spoiler go. alert! <laughs> I haven't seen. I don't I'm think kidding. that's a spoiler <laughs> alert. We all know Woody I, loves Bo. I will yeah. spoiler alert so much just for fun from here now, on out. Spoiler I'm just alert do it. would be the the no! sex scene. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Did you say the sex scene? Yes. <laughs> the Bo Peep and Woody. I mean, his name's I, Woody. 
three. I think. Was, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I'm gonna stop. I think you may that. have been watching <laughs> Team America. I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, T.J. Miller impersonator. Uh, a lot of people. I, yeah, did... I thought. I just assumed that was T.J. Miller. I looked it up after I saw you guys were saying it wasn't. Uh, yeah, a lot of people don't realize, and that's kudos to that you know voice actor, voice actor. for really mm-hmm. pulling it off. I think he does a great T.J. Miller yeah. impersonation. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of people were like, Oh, I didn't realize that was actually not TJ Miller. So this one was a fun one. I really enjoyed doing this one. I get a little nervous doing the animated ones, uh, especially because I think I get more nervous about doing the animated ones that have been around for 20 years that people love and Mm -hmm. they had in their childhood. Like Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. Like Lilo and Stitch. But this one was interesting in that you have these super fans and this is a one that just came out and it's sort of like the nice little, you know, they're trying to kind of put a bow on it, Mm -hmm. but it's uh, it was fun to to watch it and enjoy it, and then also to find the things that were inconsistent and strange about this one. So I loved yeah. writing well, on guys, this one. You guys really hit on how they were very comfortable just being around dragons they had never seen before. Right. I, I didn't know. I didn't even think about that the first time around. Like especially when they go to the hidden world, like they seem more concerned about like hiccup seeing them than other than these like hundreds of dragons that could. <laughs> Just eat them. Yeah. They're almost, they've gone the other direction where they should be thinking about their safety, but they're not. And I think that and has to do with the you guys bring it up alpha. again in the epilogue, you know, and it's just like, uh. I, it's I, a great ending, though. I love the ending. I think it kind of probably, speaking of Toy Story, I think it probably kind of looked at Toy Story 3 as a as a role model for mm-hmm. that. Yeah, totally. But, uh, but they pull it off. I wish they actually hadn't had the epilogue. The epilogue, I think, kind of, eh. Uh, I just don't think it's necessary. It's not bad, but no. Yeah, I uh, I've always thought the uh, the comfort with the dragons is a little too much. Even once mm-hmm. Hiccup knows that they are friendly um, or they can be friendly, uh, boy, they are still dangerous. And I understand. <laughs> I understand it's a little different than a wild animal because we're giving these dragons an intelligence that we don't give. You know, I'm thinking like lion tam- tamers, those kind of things. They're dealing yeah. with an animal that doesn't have the, the same necessary kind of intelligence that we're giving these dragons. But at the same time, even with intelligence, that could even be scarier. Intelligence can even be, you know, mm-hmm. a, a bigger weapon. So, oh, yeah, it's you, and you you know, it's just the whole thing about, you know, you know, you know, just enough to get in trouble. Yeah, there was a, an interesting thought process for me as I was realizing how integrated the dragons were in their lives and then the the significance of of everybody saying goodbye at the beginning I'm like you know living with the dragons there's like this whole montage where they fly in and it's super colorful and there's all these dragons flying around and it's like this utopia or whatever and you know they're they're hopping from dragon back to dragon back to and that's just fun it's kind of fun Mm -hmm. to be like oh this is the little Mm -hmm. world that they lived in but they're all snacks you know all the people are snacks if they get hungry everybody's dead i mean speaking of lions like if you somehow befriended a lion like you had a pet lion that you grew up with or something that loved you you still wouldn't just walk into a pride of lions no well some people oh they're all gonna be like my my friend bernie you know or whatever i don't know why you would name the lion bernie but i just (laughs) i think there are literal stories about this happening yeah uh, in people not living yeah (laughs) you know like this yeah grizzly man yeah grizzly (laughs) grizzly man's a great example of this yes hiccup should be the grizzly man of burke like he he should be dead Um, but that still didn't change how emotional the ending was and i think that's something else i just want to mention is i definitely cried (laughs) um there's three times hiccup says goodbye 
And I think that they're trying to give people the emotional ability to say goodbye to yeah. this relationship. He says goodbye whenever he first goes off to see the Light Fury. Mm-hmm. And then he t- he says goodbye again. Um, and then there's a, like, I, uh, oh, before he gets uh, snagged by the hunter, mm-hmm. he's like, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of says goodbye to him there. And then the actual goodbye kind of at the end, too. Yeah, he's gone so. from he's gone from the child to the parent in many ways. <laughs> Again, very similar to Toy Story. Uh, you know, Woody's journey is kind of the same. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, in the first movie, he's very much the, the joyous child figuring out the world and mm-hmm. having to be controlled and, you know, having to be, uh, you know, a lesson. And then by the end, he has become, you know, a toothless kind of parental figure in a lot of ways and he's having to let go he's having to mm-hmm. you know do the empty nest thing so i was full-on ready to send the whole tail thing you know where he like fixes his tail so that he can go like toothless can go be his own person just because of how much it meant in the first movie man that's the best part of the first movie it's like okay so you know you you just create this tail and then the whole putting it together thing was pretty pretty cool but then when the boat would they go at the very end they arrive uh-huh. in the boat i was like i was ready i'm like what you're gonna go visit toothless and you're not gonna bring anything to fix his tail like it's gotta be falling apart but by he now. did <laughs> but then i went back and watched i was like oh wait no he definitely says hey buddy you need a little fix up and i'm like all right all right <laughs> okay fine toothless can fly on his own magically for the rest of his life <laughs> i was really worried about toothless and i was ready to get mad about it but yeah this was a really fun one yeah, I like this so movie. You, you said it had a villain problem. You weren't a big fan of Grimmel. I just, the motivations, like there's just, he he has motivations that he has ample opportunity to fulfill that he just for whatever reason yeah. doesn't. And it happens over and over again yeah, in this movie. I think they tried to make him into and, some like psychological killer rather than just somebody who would immediately see the sure. last Night Fury and then kill him. Yeah, I, yeah. There's just his his plans all have to do with the plot of the movie and not with his motivations. You know, I just don't think we get great villains anymore. I, I don't really know what that is. I know that's something that gets talked about in the MCU a lot that they mm. always have a villain problem. But just in general in movies, like I don't know. I just we just we don't get. I don't, and maybe there's just not as many as I'm thinking there are. But well, a good villain is one that wins, and people don't want the villain to win. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> That's a little different. I mean, that's kind of a different. I, I think the MCU has been doing better with it. I think Killmonger is an incredible villain. Yeah, uh, no. I think Michael Keaton's a great villain. Uh, you know, their motivations match their actions. Like you, you, you understand who they are and and what they want to do. Um, but yeah, this this Grimmel, uh is not. I, it didn't seem to jive for me for most of the movie. And I mean, and yeah. F. Marie Abraham uh, does a very commendable job, but it just makes me think of other villainous roles he's played better. Can you, you know, know. But, uh, what would have been really interesting is if they would have made the culture the villain in keeping the dragons from being their own selves. And I think they do mm. touch on that a little bit. Like, oh, we're hurting you guys in a way. You know, you're vulnerable here because everyone's going to come hunt you. And so, mm-hmm. but if they would have kind of gone into that a little bit more about their own selfishness or something and really played, I don't know. I'm just thinking about when another you, way to develop that part of our humanity. We can find out that we're being villains to our friends, our family, our environments because we're so selfish. There's there's an interesting, and I don't know how far we want to go here, but there's an interesting and almost negative aspect to really thinking about what this third movie is saying. Because what it's saying is when you're different from someone, you better separate yourself out if there's tension. Right. Because And just have two different worlds until people are ready. Right. And that, I mean, that's that's not who we want to be you know what i mean like there's like that's mm-hmm. that or, is that's kind of the 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 separatist argument right like that's that's the argument of of a separatist the only other solution in this movie would have been to turn the dragons into fighting creatures which they did in the second 
movie, mm-hmm. we really saw them like go to battle. They could have done that with those ships. I mean, there's so many dragons there. If they wanted to stand at Burke and defend themselves, they mm-hmm. could have totally done that. But they yeah. didn't because they wanted to progress the movie towards this sort of different utopia. And, yeah. you know, that's OK. I think people have a storyline in their mind and you have full rights to kind of create it and, and get it to where you want to go. Well, and we're thinking way too deeply about this animated kids movie, but that's, we... that's kind of what I do. So. <laughs> we care. <laughs> we should probably move on. We could talk about this for like yeah, the rest really of like the movie. entire episode. I, if I will not say careful. though, I'm glad that uh, we mentioned the uh, Jonah Hill's character hitting on Hiccup's mom because that, oh, was yeah. oh, that bothered the crap out of me. That was yeah, ridiculous. I mean, I didn't like that from the get go. No, that was so awkward. I, yeah. And just weird. I also like that you imply Hiccup and Eret are fucking. That was pretty. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and how to Roxanne your dragon might have been my favorite. Uh, <laughs> might have been my favorite sin. Um, all right, let's move on to music video sin for the week, which was Sean Mendez and uh, Camilla Cabello, uh, Senorita. Uh, Baird, of course, wrote this. And um, did you just say Camilla? I, I'm sorry. I say pronounce it. It's that is not how you pronounce her name. But is we'll Camilla? get to that. We'll get to that. Oh, no, she, I mean, she says that's how you pronounce it, though. It's Camila. Camila. Not oh, Camila. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought you were, yeah, but it's not Camila. No. Which or, is what a lot of people Cam- say. Or Camilla. Nope. There's no, like. There's no double L there. It's a no single y. L. That's my mistake. Sound. Yeah. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. Is it Cabello? I see what you're saying now. No, that's probably right. Uh, anyways, uh, this is something I had never seen before. Uh, the song's actually kind of catchy. It is, the, the video mentions it, it is Discount Havana. Like, mm-hmm. it, it is so trying to play off the thing that made Havana such a huge hit. Uh, and you can just feel it throughout. But uh, but it's not bad. What did you guys think? Um, I didn't really like the song that much. I, and I think a lot of that just had to do with uh, Camila. I don't know why I just said it like that. <laughs> to make sure uh, you're, like, ingraining it in your mind. Yes. I, Let's, just just Let's just call her Cece. Let's just call her Cece. I'm no, sure but, she'll uh, Yeah, Camila. I just, she is one of those, uh, she has an amazing voice. Like, she's she's got, like, a Mariah Carey voice. You know, she's got, like, that kind of, like, range and ability. And, uh, I mean, a lot of it was not used. She was, of course, in Fifth Harmony, if you guys did not know that. Hmm, I didn't. She was in the girl group Fifth Harmony. Um and then she started a solo career. I guess last year was when Havana was released. 2018, that sounds right. Um, so this has been, you know, she's been she's had a bunch of, of hit singles since she's had her solo career. And this is just one she's doing with her good friend, possibly boyfriend. I have no idea, Sean Mendez. Um, um, I, just, I don't know. This comments. just feels a little beneath her <laughs> as far as her abilities. And Sean Mendez is one of those guys that he just seems like such a young, innocent, like, virgin ears kind of dude. I don't know that he is, but that's just the way he comes off. And so whenever he tries to do a song like this, I, it's really hard for me to take it seriously. That makes sense. Um, yeah. I, it, it, the more I watch these videos and listen to modern music, uh, the more I feel like uh, modern pop musicians really don't understand healthy relationships. Uh, it's... <laughs> Like it's just it's this movie is or this this video is full of stalking. It's full of seedy uh-huh. hotels. It's just like uh-huh. there is a better way, you know. <laughs> it's just like I don't know. It's just I don't. It's but, it's all yeah, gross Barrett, to me. Barrett does a great job uh, when I because uh, I I did most of the reviewing on the back end of this because he was uh, he was out of town and uh, I was going back and forth with him just letting him know. I was like, man, considering what this song and video has in it, like you did a great job with just hitting you know, the right things like the motel and 
the Ugh. stalking like you just mentioned. Yeah. Like, oh, and all the orgasmic activity. Like this song is like literally about having an orgasm. Yeah. Like, half the song. That's what it's about. Yeah. So. Um, which, you know, which is, I'm not, I'm <laughs> Sorry, not saying that's bad. It's no one should have those. What are you thinking? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one should have those anywhere. A CD hotel of all places. But it's hard not to think when you're watching. It's hard not to think that the people, the main audience that is going to be listening to this song, though, is like my daughter's age. Right. I mean, you yeah. know, or like early teens. So I mean that I and you know so I'm like I said I, I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with this. This is definitely probably the uh, nicest one since we've been covering these since we've been doing uh, the Fair behind enough. the scenes. But uh, it's still but it's still interesting. Like it just that like that the places they go with it. I don't know. I have I have two thoughts. One, this is my favorite one I've watched so far. Yeah, which is three. Which is not saying much. Nope, I've only <laughs> seen three. And my second thought is I have a feeling. Unless we can find another way to like talk about the music video sins, we may be the old parents concerned for our children's future. <laughs> like, yeah, it's going to come off that way every time, isn't it? And now, it? welcome to the part of the podcast where we're concerned for the youth and the future. <laughs> what was your second point, Danae? I, I did them both. First oh, you did. was that I, this is my favorite, and second was oh, that. Oh, first was this was your favorite. That's right. That's were, the, right. were the old people on the rocking chair on the porch? I'm worried for. <laughs> Kids these days going to have sex in hotels because they don't have any money and they well, don't have any beds, you know. It's just—it's really funny. Like, I, my my wife and I, I think, are pretty—we're uh, pretty cool about like. I mean, we're not too restrictive on the music and stuff that my daughter right. listens to, but it's still and, and also like with uh, with uh, like we have an Alexa, you know, device, and uh, with that, like you can do the clean versions and things of that nature. So. But it's still really funny sometimes. My daughter will be upstairs, like, uh, practicing gymnastics or something, and she'll just have music on in the background. Every now and then you'll just catch, like, is that Cardi B? And I hope this is the clean version. And <laughs> In the clean version, do they date for a while and really get to know each other? <laughs> Probably not. Have a really strong sense of personal boundaries. Yeah. No. No, they're just cutting out certain words. That's it. <laughs> oh, Which my daughter and my daughter very much knows what those words are. So we're um, gonna have to find a clever way to talk about. Yeah, these. I think you're right. We're I think you're to, absolutely 100 percent right. Full full disclosure: as a new mom of a, of a girl, I don't know what I'm gonna want to expose her to. Right. You know, but the, a good beat's a good beat and a good voice, and that's one thing. Like you were talking about, Jonathan, is you've got these two incredibly talented individuals who are you know mm-hmm. collaborating on this. Yeah. song and it sounds really good and their voices are really attractive but if you start peeling back the layers and kind of getting into it, you're like oh this is is this is is, is this what i want the children of the future to <laughs> listen to well All and right. the fact is we're getting more out of this than my eight-year-old daughter is i mean we're we're seeing things that she's not so and, that, and that's why a lot of the times you just kind of let it go i mean you can, gotta you gotta pick your battles can i say though that i laughed so hard at jeremy's delivery of that uh, co- like the commercial that he did. Yeah, with I had the that Chanel. written down. Holy crap! I laughed yeah, getting, so getting hard. Getting Jeremy to do different voices is 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 awesome. I'll milk. Uh, I'll make you smell like sunscreen, flop sweat, plantains, <laughs> and Hemingway. What is it? Daiquiris or something? <laughs> something like that. Yeah. On sale now at Macy's. I died. <laughs> I just died. Uh, I also really liked the sending the pre-roll ad. Uh, oh, at the yes. Beginning. I thought that was hilarious. We have, and it, to the best of my knowledge, we have never done that before. That was the first I could think of. But, yeah, that uh, was funny. 
Yeah, uh, that's good stuff. Anyway, I really actually super enjoyed this. The video is great. It, oh, the, the all the jokes, all the angles. Yeah, it's a great video. And Jeremy had a couple of deliveries. I can't remember the other one off the top of my head that made me crack up. But yeah, uh, the Chanel one came second, and so it eliminated the first one. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> that's right. But, and bringing up the discount Havana, though, like the one thing about this song, it made me appreciate Havana a lot more because Havana always stuck out to me as a pretty simple. No, there wasn't much to it. But then when you listen to something like this, you're like, oh, no, there's a lot more to that song than I was giving it credit yeah. for. Uh, let's move on to the Thursday video, yep. uh, Ride Along. Uh, or not. We could just not talk about it. <laughs> or we could not. Uh, this is a Cher Watkins joint. Uh, so Jonathan mm-hmm. did write on this one with Barrett. How was that process? Well, I had seen it before. I don't think – I'm almost positive Barrett had not seen it before. I saw it, like, right around when it came out um, and was not a huge fan of it then, was even less of a fan after I watched it uh, this time. This movie is not funny. Well, he's, this is – And that's a problem. This is what I have written down. Kevin Hart, <laughs> funny or annoying? Discuss. <laughs> like, like I think, I think it, he's genuinely funny. Like I've seen him do stand up, and he's funny. And I think he's funny, like in Jumanji. Yeah, I mean, I, he can be very funny. I um. Well, that's what I mean by that question. It's like there yeah. are times I think he's one of the funniest humans on the planet, and mm-hmm. then there are other times where I'm like, just get out of my life. Is it? Is I just, it director I think it's problems? It's really hard to direct a comedian. Yeah. Is it though? Um, is it? <laughs> if you well, do, you have experience today? I'm, I have so much experience directing, <laughs> yeah. you know, people so so much. Let me just say, Danae's a pretty good comedian, and there is a bit of a, a oh, problem trying to stop to- talking to me. <laughs> you leave me alone. <laughs> but what I mean by that is that it's a movie is not a stand-up comedy routine, right? So you, and, and a great example of this would be Beverly Hills Cop versus Beverly Hills Cop Two, because Beverly Hills Cop, you have Martin Brest, who's a who's a who's a, a pretty good director, but you know he was able to get, and I don't know if this was just because Eddie Murphy wasn't, well, he was a star at this point, he had done Forty Eight Hours, but mm-hmm. I don't know if, the, and Forty Eight Hours is another great example where you have these directors that were able to kind of. Uh, real Eddie Murphy in a little bit, so it wasn't just like he was he was just doing a routine. Yeah, um, he was actually giving a performance. But then you watch like Beverly Hills Cop two, and it's like the opposite. This is when when Eddie Murphy thinks he knows what his audience wants, right? Um, and just kind of goes off on these tangents for you know two hours, and that's what this felt like. It just felt like like there's that scene early on where he's and we only showed a little bit of it, but there's that scene early on where Kevin Hart is grilling that student about like what's going to happen if he skips school that day, and it's it's just it's it's just weird it, it just it yeah. doesn't work in the context of a movie i think we we learn over and over again that movies are not just about any particular part and yeah. uh, that goes for the actors the comedians whoever you know there's so many things that go into that performance you see you know just the, where they decide to edit the lines how they're directing them on the day you know the the takes that they're choosing the director's choosing for whatever reason and maybe we would have chosen a different take that we think's funny you know what i mean like mm-hmm. there's there's so many people involved and so many choices but yeah i didn't actually watch this movie i just watched the the sin mm-hmm. uh the cinema sins yeah. version and so but to me i think it reminded me that there are some movies that are sort of like they give you a shell and this is like a cop sh- uh a cop movie shell mm-hmm. and and then they just try to put famous people in there that they think can carry a scene without having to work too much on character development plot development it's like so we're gonna have a police chase and we're or, or we're gonna have a you know uh a relationship where there's a 
guy and then he doesn't want this other guy to date whoever so there's, there's this triangle and okay we're also going to put in the one of the cops is going to be a double agent thing and then we're going to put in this so it's like you know those are just familiar themes that we have in other movies but this one seemed where the actors were either not being directed very well mm-hmm. you know in, in mm-hmm. what they wanted to accomplish or it just wasn't a deep story and so then they're given the freedom to just kind of play and it just didn't work yeah. yeah, and it's kind of like what we were talking about last week with Die Hard with a Vengeance. I mean, this this really felt like where we said that felt like an 80s action movie in the 90s. This felt like an 80s buddy cop movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in 2016 or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. And it just it it just didn't it didn't work. And it wasn't anywhere near as good as most of those. I mean, like this is nothing like if, if you go back and watch like 48 Hours or Lethal Weapon and or maybe even Beverly Hills Cop, I mean, there's a there's something to those that works a lot better than a lot of these more recent attempts at it. Even Rush Hour um, is way funnier than this. And I, I'm not I would a agree huge with fan that. of that. No, I would totally agree with that. I, the other yeah. thing I had written down was, and this may be the reason I think people could enjoy this movie, I think it's exactly the movie you think it will be going in. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of those movies that I think your preconceptions are pretty much going to line up with how you feel afterwards. Um, you know, and if if you love everything Kevin Hart does, I think you can have a good time with it. Um, you know, it, it, was, it definitely was exactly the movie I thought it was going to be when I well, saw it. Well, and if you look at his, and we even make a joke about this, this, this this might be his best movie. I, and I do think Jumanji's better, but I still I still thought it was okay to keep that in. Yeah. Um, but then we also make the joke that, yeah, but this is his best movie. And so that's why we give it the sin. Uh, but it really, it is one of his best movies. <laughs> there is something. If you really want to watch a Kevin Hart movie, this is, this is top the best of the one. list, probably. I like that that was actually a sin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is his best movie. Ding. So that's why we're sending it. I love the thing Barrett wrote this one, but the training day uh, sin about how, okay, so if training day exists, then that means Dr. Dre is acted in that movie. So that means NWA exists. Right. Which means he so it's like, be why are people not saying compared. James yeah. looks just like Ice Cube? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's yep. a great point. It's the Julie, Julia Roberts uh, effect from the Oceans movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they should have done something with that. All right. Well, there you go. There's the Sins videos for last week. Uh, you know, good stuff. Mediocre stuff. stuff and bad stuff. That's the way it usually works out. But all great videos. But all great videos. Of course, we're biased. Okay. <laughs> Just a little bit. Let's go on to the next thing. <laughs> Let's talk about some uh, some tabs. Let's do some keeping tabs. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, mm-hmm. Those are my dogs. Mm-hmm. Those are my... Uh, every time I... Do 
I talked. To- wow. Is this how Aaron feels? When we're. Okay. We're going to try this. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. All right, we've each picked some uh, tabs that we can remember having open that we uh, might find funny, embarrassing uh, to talk about uh, or whatever we want to do. You can also throw any uh, deleted sins in here oh. if you want to as well, since we don't have a full category for that yet. Yeah, let's let's try it out. And if you like yeah. it, let us know. Yeah, if you like it, let us know. We'll make it its own no, I category. I think people will love that, yeah. Um, so, but let's start with some of the tabs we had open. Uh, Danae, why don't you go first? What's, a, what's something you remember researching that you want to let the world know about and maybe the FBI? For this week, the... Um, only one that I wrote on was how to train your dragon. And I did search. Um, this was dumb, but I did search face harnesses. <laughs> um, this joke was cut. So it's kind of like a little bit of both. Right, but yeah. I did have a, a joke that I wrote um, about. And, and the sin was basically a bad business model. Um, because at the very beginning, all the cages are kind of um, opening up and you're seeing all these various dragons that have been captured by the dragon right. people. And they all have very intricate, perfectly fit harnesses around their faces. And even like at the end, Toothless and the Light Fury have these mm-hmm. really Perfect. intricate, perfectly fit. And so my curiosity and what led me down this particular Google search was how difficult is it to make a face harness? Mm-hmm. Uh, the time that goes into it. And it turns out, there are face harnesses for for people who have fetishes. So, <laughs> yes, I didn't think probably, about that wow. before I searched it, but that's there. So now I have that in my history, and I'm Honey, just waiting. <laughs> why have you been researching BDSM? What is, Sorry about that. What is this? Sorry about that. <laughs> I think I think they I think the people put on the face harnesses and eat the free donut holes. Uh huh. Yeah. The, they're they're. And if we don't include that in, that's going to make no sense. <laughs> That's right. Nobody's, no, if we do, it's later. Pre-show talk. Nobody's heard that yet. They're like, they're like holes. Are they really talking about holes? What is going? What is this? What is he talking about? That's gross. Please refer to episode four of Behind the Scenes. So that was mine. It was an interesting. It was an interesting one. Yeah, it is weird though, right? Because I mean, not only it's not just one of those things where you could loosen a few straps here or there and make it fit. Like no. these dragons are vastly Super, different yeah. in size and shape and yeah, how the and head each, works each harness was like this one allots for the eyes to be up here this one allots for right. the horns to be over here right so yeah, yeah some, somebody is doing custom and face mask it was work high quality stuff let right. me tell you which to me means that somebody like on the ship is like okay we've got we've got a, this type of dragon and he's down there just ching 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 or she Ching 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 ching, you know, creating them, uh-huh. and and my sin was that it was a poor business model because you can't resell those. That's so, right. There it was cut probably because it was a bad joke. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I guess I'll go next, uh, and we'll go ahead and get there. Uh, in the one hundred, there is a wall that she has drawn all these flowers on, and oh, one of them go. did look look very very uh, vaginal, <laughs> female genitalia 
like. And so I did make a, a joke about that. But the search I did, I wanted to, I always like, here's the thing with humor. I think oftentimes the more specific you can be with humor, the funnier it is, right? If you can, if you can be like name a specific flower or name that, it's always funnier. So I try to find specific things. So I just did a search for what flowers look the most like vaginas. <laughs> Wow. And I've got your answers if you want. If you uh, want the answers. Were you led to Georgia O'Keefe? <laughs> no, no, but that's, that's not strange uh, that you would say that. Uh, let's see. The Hydra, the uh, Hydnora Africana is one. Oh, very it's, familiar with that mm-hmm. one. It's very Venus flytrap-like. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine that uh, if you want. Uh, Aaron, I feel like you don't need to name any of them because most of us understand that a vagina and a flower are looking like each other. We just don't have to imagine. You, you might as well just be like, okay, this well, I do purple. have to tell you. It's green. <laughs> I do. This one is purple. Uh, the name of this flower, the actual name of this flower, and the reason it's important that I tell you about this list, the flower is called the Clitoria. You're I feel welcome. Like, I feel like you just wanted to Google vaginas and you came up with a way to do it. I don't know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Am I kidding? All I know is I'm not I'm not welcome at the flower shop anymore. That's no. all I know. Can I take pictures of your flowers? I'd be okay, man. If I could get banned from flower shops, I think I would live my life just fine. I'm sorry, honey. I can't order yeah, you roses sorry. for Valentine's Day anymore. They kicked me out. For being a perv. Uh, what do you got, Jonathan? Um, yeah, I had a couple of small ones from the 100. I Well, first off, I looked up actresses' ages on the show because... Because I wrote that sin about the cleavage. I always like to just double check. I mean, I usually know that these are usually people at least in their 20s. You would hope CW would do that research. <laughs> like, you'd... Yeah, you would. Uh, and, and I also wasn't really sure exactly how old these kids were supposed to be on the show. I mean, they very well could be in their 20s on the show, too. I don't even right. know. They don't really ever say. Um, they act like high school students. You know so. what's interesting? Some of the research I did for, um, oh, what, what was the Claire Danes uh, show? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, my so-called life. Oh, yeah. My so-called life. So I did research on my so-called life. And this is, of mm-hmm. course, several years ago. And she was like 14 or 15 when they mm-hmm. when they shot that show. And he was older, right? And he was like 23. And yeah. they have scenes like it's it's just it's really icky thinking back on that. You know, it's just like, I don't know. Well, that's a conversation that's being had right now about uh, the Little Mermaid. Oh, interesting. And wanting because the, the lead. Why can't I remember her name? It's Halle Berry. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's actually no. Haley. Right. It's, but no. it's, it's, yes, but no. <laughs> uh, they're, they're, the conversation is, please, Disney, let's cast somebody that is age appropriate yeah. and not cast someone who's 25, 30-year-old male to, uh, to, play, to Eric. play Eric yeah. because she, I think, I don't remember how old Hallie. It's, it's an interesting conversation oh, to crap. have. Well, she's 52 years old. That's the wrong one. <laughs> well, I know she's on a show where they're in college because my wife watches that. It's the, it's a spinoff of Blackish. It's called Grownish. Oh, interesting. I'm not making that up. G-R-O-W. I've never even heard of that. Mm-hmm. It's on like, uh, it's not on the networks. It's on like Freeform or something. It's on like a cable channel, but it follows the oldest daughter from Blackish. Um, and her fr- and one of her friends is played by this actress. So I, I, my guess is she's probably like 20. But I, but we don't do research. No, you know, no, that's not at least not for the podcast. You research for the scripts. We're not but, doing any yeah. research for the podcast, and I'm over here frantically trying to figure out how old she is. Anyway, thanks Google for not instantly understanding anything. The other, the other one I looked up really quick was: Are there still jails in the Philadelphia sports stadiums? Because I remember I had heard that, and we make a joke about like uh, them having the jail on the ship or whatever. And uh, I would thought that they did and they did. And in fact, what's so funny is 
the the old um I can't remember if it was the Eagles or the Philly Stadium. Um they had a jail in there. I think it was the Eagles. And then when they built a new stadium, they made sure they had to move the jail over to that stadium because they didn't want to have no jail. I have no Be- idea what you're talking about, but suddenly I'm interested in sports, so that's a sign. <laughs> no, Philadelphia, it's just uh, Philadelphia sports fans um, apparently have gotten a little out of hand in yeah. the past, and they had to build a jail in, in, the, in, the, stadium. in the football Stop stadium. Yeah. And then when they built a new one, they made sure they moved the jail because they just knew they would need it. Why not build a new jail? I, well, I, that I don't know. I move the old one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That That is another question. That is another question. But uh, yeah, that's what they did. So That's fascinating. I learned something really fascinating today, and I'm nice. glad to be here. <laughs> today, what else you got? Uh, for How to Train Your Dragon, I also looked up movies where kids had a mom crush, because it made me really, really uncomfortable. You know, well, and that... she plays into it at one point. At the end of the movie, yeah. she kind of like compliments him. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know if she's aware of the crush, so I don't want to think about that particular thing, but I did look up, like, I was trying to find another example of it happening in another movie, but I instead found, like, help sections on what to do if you have a crush on an adult female and also how to as an adult female uh be more appropriate with mm-hmm. children who have a crush on you yeah. so it was super awkward really uncomfortable i immediately got out of my cab <laughs> i said a prayer <laughs> lord forgive me but it was interesting because there are like support groups for stuff like that because... well yeah and there, there are plenty of movies mm-hmm. that deal with the actual uh-huh. issue especially with teachers and students like that for whatever reason well, that crap is in the news right on the regular with, ugh, with... teachers and students yeah. yeah attention teachers and students sorry no you're good <laughs> uh, uh, and i have one more so if you've got another one i'll go after you yeah sure i've got one more um, I searched, is throwing your child in the air child endangerment? Um, Answer. And, and realized that I was putting myself in legal trouble if, if somebody was <laughs> say, I hope not. <laughs> Uh, the answer no is comment. It, the answer is it might be. Uh, it it kind of depends on who wants to prosecute you and for what reason and how high you throw them. Um, if you know if people feel like it's unsafe, they can they can certainly press charges. It's interesting. Uh, on the fourth of July, I took a slow mo video. I put it up on my Instagram of my husband like chucking my daughter up in the air. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> um, and the whole family were sitting inside, and the whole family is like. <gasps> <gasps> like uh-huh. gasping as she's kind of being flung up and he was super confident and so i was forcing myself to be calm like my husband's got this he's fine you know mm-hmm. he was sitting on the floor just you know so it, was, it wasn't like he was standing up and like throwing her into the air i say the word chucking probably not appropriate anyway <laughs> I, I, ch- I quit doing that pretty early though because that was like the one time i got vomited on <laughs> was was throwing my daughter like right after she had eaten. i guess it was more spit up but right after she had eaten mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah a, she that's had like, just yeah. eaten and i was thinking this was going to be cause and effect i was totally yeah. fine with him getting puked on that's a whole different kind of child chucking uh but yes that happens as well he watched that video afterwards and he was really surprised at how much air she had yeah because from his perspective it wasn't that much right but from a video perspective when you slow it down yeah you can tell he was pretty shocked i do know uh it is child endangerment when you throw a child uh when you're thousands of feet in the air on a dragon yes i think that is actually with no harness for sure (laughs) with no harness i don't think that's really a question no harness uh the the by the way, the uh, advice that I received in my Google search was there are other fun ways to uh, give your child that sensation without actually throwing them in the air. Bounce them on your knee. As you an know, example. As an example. So they were very helpful. <laughs> Parents.com was very helpful. 
Uh, my last search. Oh, I'm sorry, Jonathan. Did you have another one? Oh, not really, because I did all. I did like all mine once for some reason. Oh, you're good. I'm, a, I'm an asshole. <laughs> accidental. <laughs> you're an accidental asshole, and that's okay. Um, was our Viking boats flammable? Okay. Because the beginning opening sequence of How to Train Your Dragon, there's lots of fire on a boat, and so I thought that's just stupid. And I thought, no, 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 I'm stupid because clearly. Back in the day, the Vikings had some sort of, like, I don't know, coating that they put on their ships so that they wouldn't be flammable. So I I really did a little research on that. First of all, Vikings, fascinating, fascinating stuff. I thought you were going to say creatures. Fascinating (laughs) creatures, those Vikings. (laughs) Well, they're not real, you know. (laughs) Right. It's all a myth that they ever existed. No, they, uh, they did not, from what I could find, have anything that they actually coated their boats in. I would so, think anything you would coat your boat in would make it more flammable. I, I can't think of many coatings that would make it less flammable. Right. And they didn't have that back then. They, yeah. they had to use tar to like keep it. And that's some, very it, flammable. It is. So then I ended up writing a joke in the actual script about how and I, I had to do research. And now I'm just angry that that was just a plot <laughs> convenience. Yeah. That just nothing actually lit on fire. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's some searches we did. Did anybody have any any deleted sins they wanted to try out? I wrote down one. I kind uh, and it was when uh, there's a moment whenever Hiccup is on a cliff and he's looking at this map and thinking about this hidden world. Mm-hmm. And Toothless is wanting to play fetch. It was essentially about how it, the proper way to train a creature is not to say don't do that and then throw it so that he goes and fetches it. <laughs> yes. Because he's like, he's like, toothless, stop. And then he literally picks up his leg and chucks it for him to play with. It's like, if you don't want him to chew on it, and you literally say, stop chewing on it, and then you let him chew on it, right. you're sending mixed signals. It is very, that, that whole mixed signal thing is, I'm not sure how far you are into this. That is such a parent thing. Like, we do that with our kids. We send them mixed signals. We tell them no, and then they, you know, they get away with it, or and then we yeah. do it with them later. And, yeah. Or they see us doing it, or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. So, yeah, I tell Iris not to throw toys all the time, and then I throw them across the room when I'm cleaning up so I can get it closer to where it belongs. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, this is this is why you do what I you do. I <laughs> literally trained your daughter to throw her toys uh, back into the the basket. Yes. You know? uh, yeah. So let's apologize see that, for that. How I trained Danae's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to the comment section. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. All right, what are some comments that you saw from some of the videos that you wanted to respond to or uh, kind of bring to the forefront? On Ride Along, there was a few, but one I thought was funny just because I suggest everybody go check this out. But um, 10 Flynn Infinity, one of Infinity, got it, uh, is who said this. They said, so this is what you get when you both go riding around with Conan. And there is a great... Uh, Thing. You can probably find it on YouTube uh, with Conan, um, Kevin Hart, Ice Cube, and one of Conan's um, interns, I believe, are um, going are driving around looking for pot in California, like right after it was made legal. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. It's, and it's very funny. <laughs> it's much funnier than the movie Ride Along. So- <laughs> Wait, was this a comment? Yeah, they leaked to it in a comment, I think. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Like, hey, instead of watching this movie, just go mm-hmm. watch this video instead. Brilliant. Yes, very much so. And it's 
it is it is way funnier than the movie, so I highly recommend it. Uh, I'll throw this one. Uh, I'll just kind of throw this one away since we already kind of uh, talked about it. But Ronald Swanson too uh, said Jeremy needs to do perfume commercials. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, oh so for sure. Good. So I thought that was funny. Danae? Um I went through a lot of the comments on how to train because I wrote on it, and I love going in there on, when mm-hmm. I write on something to see if anyone liked my joke because I am selfish. Oh yeah, no, I think we've all done that. It's it's fun. Um, but one of the most common ones, this isn't from one person in particular, because this was from many, many people, was, Dad, are you going to get us a new mom? Skip. <laughs> and so I just, I love it when a joke is something that everyone comments on. Their, their comment is the literal joke. I know. So well, that I remember in even in the, in the script process, uh, <laughs> Chris was like, this joke is so brutal and I love it so much. <laughs> it was. It's great. <laughs> Uh, uh, that was really funny. Th- that is my fit. When I learned that the skip jokes were about sentimentality, that was an eye opener for me. Um, they can be about it. Look, we, we can make our jokes about whatever, whatever, whatever right. we want to make them about. But the idea is that I started to um, as I started to understand the skip jokes more was whenever the movie's getting too sentimental for its own good and we'd like to just get back to what you know we like about the movie. Mm-hmm. That's when a skip comes in really handy. And so it just cracked me up to think of, you know, the whole. You know, are you going to get a new mom for us thing as being too sentimental? <laughs> like, okay. Just skipping through. Yeah, I remember stuff. that because I think one of the first ones I wrote on, I misunderstood the skip joke. And I actually used it on something that was like where it was actually like getting dark or something. And Chris was like, oh, no, that's fine. We'll talk about that. We skip like the sweet stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't skip the deep, grimy, gritty. Yeah. <laughs> stuff we skip the stuff where we want to hug yeah we slow motion the grimy stuff that's my life (laughs) right uh you got any more jonathan yeah i had a a couple more from right along they're both really quick so i'll just do them both but um i you know a lot of people in the comments suggest like uh, ask us to do other movies and a lot of the times like it makes sense like it's a current movie or something like that so i usually don't even pay attention i mean i usually don't think about those for this segment not that there's anything wrong please suggest whatever you want but I just thought it was really interesting and right along somebody just randomly said, do the stepfather one and two with Terry O'Quinn. These will be <laughs> hilarious. And I'm just like sitting there thinking like, and this was a Chris Ritchie oh three. And uh, I do agree that those would be fun to do. But I'm just like sitting there thinking you're watching right along. And you're just like, you know, what would be great. <laughs> the oh stepfather one and two, because I just want to see Terry O'Quinn. You know? Oh, that, in that, that uh, video gets three views and they're all him. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh also from that the somebody mentioned the police captain which is bruce mcgill which uh barrett brought up looking yeah. up his filmography um and also the the atlanta strip club uh bit that barrett was talking about was yeah that was all from this video yeah yeah uh but uh the police captain is far better uh game gamer from jump Two said the police i'm sorry gamer from jump i'm reading like part of the days ago you know what i don't think we need to apologize for uh stumbling over usernames (laughs) (laughs) maybe ever (laughs) maybe ever (laughs) just give it your best shot and move on there you go uh but he said the police captain is far better than rizzoli and isles where he's also a cop and the only reason i wanted to mention that and this I, this could have been used as a deleted sin, but I kind of forgot. I can't remember exactly what I did because I actually cut this before I sent the script to Barrett. But I did have a Rizzoli and Isles joke in there. Nice. Very nicely um, done. And then I just felt like it was a little – I couldn't get it to work, so I just – I got rid of it. Anna says, uh, what's ridiculous about this first episode is that the sea serpent and any other weird thing about Earth is never seen or talked about again in the whole series. This 
blew my mind as somebody who's oh, only for the seen 100? for the one hundred. As somebody who's only seen that one, because they I thought, never they never mentioned the sea serpent again. Well, she said that the sea serpent or the weird stuff about Earth is never seen or talked about again in the whole series. Now, first oh. of all, is that true? Like that? That's not a big part of what this show is I, doing. Are you talking about like like stuff like the deer with the three yeah heads yeah? I hadn't really thought about it, but. Yeah, they don't really delve into that wow. too much. I mean, it's just kind of like Earth is livable. Do you think it's because uh, the cost of doing like CG? And, maybe. Uh, well, know. maybe. And pilots a lot of the time are very different. I mean, which we discovered from Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of the time there are things in pilots that don't get picked up in later episodes. You I'm know, just like, like... Maybe they had notes like, yeah, we're going to keep doing this, but let's cut out all the... The mu- like the mutation stuff. Right. I, I don't know. Because the pilot but is... But yeah, I guess that's right. I guess, yeah, that does make sense now that I think about it. The pilot is very clear. Like, you know, this radiation changed yeah. creatures and there's going to... Like, I thought there was going to be a monster yeah. element to this show by watching the first episode. No, no, it's just there's just other people there. I, I have a feeling that that's what it was, though. They probably said that... Because they probably felt they would have to explain too much. Yeah. So they probably that that's my guess. I don't know that for a fact, but that's my guess is that they probably thought they would have had to well, why isn't this thing radiated but this is, you know? And why aren't these kids suffering? Yeah, it, that, you know? that just blew my mind. That absolutely yeah. blew my mind. Today, did you have any others? Uh for the 100, um Nick uh said, "What this I like this one. You guys are going to like this one, I think too." Why am I not seeing any comments about this channel blatantly re-uploading the videos of the YouTube channel CinemaSins? <laughs> this is outrageous. So I love That's hilarious. this guy is like raging mad that we're ripping off CinemaSins, <laughs> obviously not realizing that we're part of the same Aww, brand. I feel I feel bad. I like, oh thank you, but at the same time, like, it's, it's, still like, us. it's us. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. There are lots yeah, of rip-offs. We, we, I get it. And but... I mean and that's a lot of the reason why we use, because I mean, I don't know if that's too behind the scenes, but uh, we were thinking about doing a different voice. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, partly just to give Jeremy a break. Oh, he's narrating so much. Yeah, and um, and you know, but then we just kind of decided that you know Jeremy's voice is kind of what makes people yeah. realize mm-hmm. it's very brand centric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe they thought we were doing a T.J. Miller impression and just uh, <laughs> impersonating him. I love that. He I don't just, know. He, this person got incredibly offended on um, Cinemason's behalf, so somebody probably needs to go like reply comment to this poor person <laughs> so they can like rest i mean when we originally launched it we we made a lot of comments about that maybe that was specifically on twitter because i do remember people asking like is this actually related to right. you know cinema sense and so i mean whatever well and at I've this seen... point if you haven't figured it out i don't know what to do i remember seeing <laughs> I, I remember seeing comments uh within the first month or two from people who were like, you know, the first time I saw one of these videos, I thought it was a ripoff and I didn't even click it. And now I realize it's it's actual cinema. Like they, it took them a while to figure mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. And so like, I wonder how many people see the TV sins pop up in their, you know, feed or whatever. And like, oh, another ripoff channel. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, because obviously Jeremy's voice should be a giveaway, but if you don't even but click on not. it, yeah. um, I guess I'll do another one. This is uh, Mr. Nitty 1154. Using the pre-show safety announcement from Epcot's Soren ride really just makes me want to see your new channel, Theme Park Sins. Ooh, uh, let's yeah. do it. Great. So I'm down. I don't hey, know how we do it. If the budget's good. there, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good I'm point. game. That's a, little, yeah, that's a little more than, hey, Chris, can you burn this for me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, the one that I had next was a, a people who got into a conversation, uh, Harpitrim and Scylla Suite, talking about how 
now that they watch videos, they um, find mistakes in it in Jeremy's voice in their head. Uh huh. So I love that because that's something that's happening to me too. Is <laughs> I'll watch <laughs> yeah, something and I can say hear that, it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I don't know if it's just because I know him so well. I don't know. I've never really had that issue, but I, I hear a lot of people say that they have like when they're watching a movie, it's Jeremy's voice is just always in their head. Yeah. Congratulations, uh, Jeremy. I was I was that way even before Cinema Sins existed. So uh Well there you go. <laughs> I've always had that in my mind, you know, like wondering about things specifically like the, the continuity issues. Mm-hmm. It was really specific to, to like my brain, but not in Jeremy's voice, because I didn't mm-hmm. know Jeremy then. So yeah. now it is. It's like I have I have the little narrator guy. I wonder how he feels about that. I think millions it, it would of people cool. have his his voice in their heads on a daily basis. <laughs> Do you guys read your scripts out loud? Oh, interesting. Naked in the shower for me. <laughs> nice. Yeah. How, how do you read now it? Now that's going to be in my head. Um, <laughs> oh, crap. Sorry, I didn't think about well, that. Well, no, what's funny, too, is like that's funny because Jeremy made a joke about like how we all wrote. Like this is a long time ago. Right, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Um, he was saying something because he had talked to Aaron, I believe, about something. You were telling him something about watching it on TV or something. And then he's like, but I mean, I don't know how everybody writes. I mean, he, and he, then he was like so random. He's like, Jonathan's probably like in the bathtub with a typewriter <laughs> That's right. like, dictating to his wife. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where did that come from? That's a, that's very Trumbo esque. Oh, I, I, I guess he must have just seen Trumbo. That's really funny because now I have that <laughs> visual in my head. I've told you guys the story of my first experience with CinemaSins, uh, which was that uh, it was when Kevin Smith tweeted it out, and then it was all over like my my movie news feed. This is 2012, you know, when it launched, and so I had seen it, I had loved it, or whatever. And Jeremy and I later that day were recording a movie review. We did this, you know, mm-hmm. back then. Danae, you remember this? We recorded yeah, with it him was on, for our show. For our show. Yep. Um, and so I, you know, link up with him on Skype, getting ready to record the movie review. I was like, Have you seen? This CinemaSins thing, it's hilarious. <laughs> He's like, dude, that's, that's my me. voice. <laughs> how do you not how know? How do you not well, know that's I mean, me? he should have texted you when that, I mean, come on. Uh, I only hilarious. found out because of Barrett, because Chris didn't let me know. It was Barrett. I was on vacation, I remember, and Barrett texted me. He's like, have you seen Chris and Jeremy's YouTube channel? I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And now um, look at what's happened. It's a, it's such a, it's just great. I love that the the fans and the comments are in that same vein, though. That mm-hmm. it's not just like Jeremy's passion and Chris's passion. It's just like become this whole community. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really fun. Uh, Base Station One uh, also wanted to add a sin. Uh, so this is for How to Train Your Dragon Hidden World. It says need to add a sin for the secret dragon hideout in a hole in the middle of the ocean where water constantly runs in it but never fills it up. Yes. <laughs> what is the what are the physics there? Are we dealing with a flat Earth theory here? Like what's going on? Yeah, I I tried to think about that one too. I really did, and I I kind of like critically went into where I, I fit drawing the sort of map in my mind where the water flows down and then it hits another level and then it flows down like this endless cascade down into the center of the earth where it becomes steam you know <laughs> it's the only thing that makes sense to me and then mind. it's forced back up to the surface on the other side like some sort of water fountain like those things keep running right like exactly. the water just recirculates mm-hmm. yep yep it kind of goes up in these weird plumes through geysers <sighs> yeah probably or in a desert girlsers. thank you thank you for uh, being inclusive <laughs> Anything else, guys, uh, from the comment had, section? Yeah, I just had one more. It was uh, Fuzzy Stripe Tail on the 100. Uh, they were uh, just kind of 
uh, suggesting a possible other love triangle when they said, however, Octavia might not have survived her CW-mandated cleavage skinny-dipping shot if the radioactive sea serpent that attacked her was actually married to another radioactive sea serpent, <laughs> but currently engaged in a love triangle affair with yet another radioactive sea serpent. That is, and that is true. That is true. That is very And I well think said. the CW should have really thought about that. I think that would have been... <laughs> Shame on you, CW. Sea you... serpents need, you know, they need coverage as well. Did you so. love how the 100 comments were like mostly comprised of people who were defending the plot development of the show as the years went on yeah i mean it was just like full of super support well it was kind of like agents of shield a lot of people have really kind of just globbed onto the show like in recent seasons i I, and i have heard myself that it gets so batshit crazy that i kind of want to check it out again yeah yeah, I, I I've think heard they just kind of because I think it's kind of it's like the CW show like it doesn't have like huge ratings, but it's enough to where they keep it on the air. But I don't think they're really paying attention to what's going on. So I think the writers and creators are just doing whatever they want. It's kind of the impression I get. That's, that's and I also wanted to make a really bad joke that um, uh, Scarlett Johansson wanted to play the sea serpent. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> on uh, that note. Uh, no, I love hey, she though. has the right. Okay, she does have. The she right, has the sure. right. She can play whatever Total, she wants. Totally kidding. All right, let's move on to Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Uh, let's chat about something else from the world of pop culture uh, that we have experienced recently. It can be good or bad or mediocre or whatever. Uh, I'll kick this one off. I saw Stuber, uh, and it was not good. Uh, oh this, no! It was the one with uh, this is the one with Camille Nanjiani and Dave Bautista. Uh, it's kind of a buddy mm-hmm. comedy kind of thing. Bautista's right a cop. Uh, yeah, it's basically right along. It is. It is absolutely. Uh, very much like that, except with Uber. Um, this is one of those things where Kumail Nanjiani is really funny. And you will, I think you will laugh many times throughout this movie at Kumail's delivery on these lines. He's just such a great comedian. The movie is not funny. Uh, the story's a mess. Dave Batista, I, man, I'm wondering, like, if he's actually an actor or not, because he's really bad in this. And again, Lots of pieces go into making movies, so it, it doesn't may not be his fault. But I did not yeah. enjoy his performance but in you this see movie. Something like his little bit, like in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and you're like, yeah, I mean, he's given a performance. Yeah, yeah, he's but and he, I mean that's minor, but I'm just, but still, you watch something like that, and I'm thinking, and he's been very good as Drax. Yes, and I'm starting to wonder if it's the character yeah. just fits him so well in Guardians well, because I and just, I haven't seen Stuber. But I've seen the trailer many, many times. And his, it just looks like, I don't really, I can't really get a good feeling for, A, I don't know why he takes an Uber, so that might factor into what's going on. <laughs> well, I but will tell you I, will tell I can't you this. get a real good feel for his character. Like, it kind of seems like, like, he's, he's kind of, I mean, I guess he's insane. I, I, I don't know. It's a, <laughs> He, he, it, they, don't, they don't have – I don't think they could figure out a way to advertise his character well. Well, the entire motivation and plot movement of that character deals with eyesight. Uh, and it deals with it in a way that doesn't make sense, is not consistent, and therefore I think makes it very difficult to kind of identify 
with what he's going through. Oh, so, okay. Because he is like squinting like the entire mm-hmm. trailer. So that he's, actually kind of makes sense uh-huh. now that yeah, you say squ- that. Yeah, he's squinting the entire movie, Jonathan. It's not fun. Oh, my God. Um, I don't know. This looks like a movie that I will find funny but probably won't. But see, that's the thing. I think some people don't realize just because a movie's funny doesn't mean it's good. Right. And this is um, one of those cases, I think. Cases, this I think. is a movie that's going to have a lot of laughs. But, yeah, I'm just not sure. But I'll probably check it out. I will tell you uh, – down the line, I don't think this is an exaggeration. I laughed a lot during this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was always at Camille. It was every single one of them was at, at Camille or line. with <laughs> with. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Camille's great. I, I think he's, he's really very funny. funny. Um, so, but that was the only highlight of Stuber for me. Uh, what about you, Jonathan? Um, well, I, I'm really trying hard to talk about something that's not a horror film, but um, I did see Crawl. Um, did you see Ooh, Crawl? No, I'm very curious as to your thoughts because it's getting some good buzz. I had a blast, um, and that's why I decided to talk about it. Like, because I hear, you know, it's when people talk about, like, especially with these creature features. I don't know. I like, I get like, and maybe it's just because I I want to recapture that feeling of watching Jaws for the first time. But like, whenever I see one of these creature movies advertised, I'm I get kind of giddy, and I'm like, I get kind of childlike about it. Like, yeah, this is gonna be fun, and that's then it-, it ends up being like something like The Meg. This is the exact opposite of uh, Danae's reaction to creature feature trailers, uh, gotcha. which is it puts her in a coma, basically. Um, and that stuff follows me into my dreams. I have an incredibly vivid imagination. This is one about alligators. I don't need any of that crap. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I have, and because I'm weird and I like to torture myself, I guess, I have a legit fear of uh, sharks and alligators. Oh, um, hey, I don't hey. really have a particular reason for it, but, I, but I'm terrified common, of them. Man. I hate sharks, legit. Every time, like I won't, I I don't go far in the ocean. And then every time we're in Florida, we go to Florida a lot to go to Disney World and stuff. Anytime we're walking by, like any water, I'm just staring the whole time at the water because I'm positive an alligator is going to come out of it. Um, I just think that's that's just smart. (laughs) Yeah, just yeah, I think so too. I think that's just that just makes sense. You're just taking, you're you're protecting your family. If you were Um, looking for a shark in a pond, because. you know, it and, and and a lot of these don't scare me, but this one actually did. I think a lot of it, the director, Alexander Aja, he's done other horror movies. He did uh, Piranha 3D. He did The Hills Have Eyes remake. Never been a huge fan of his movies, honestly. But he is a good director, and you see that in this because he does a really good job of, A, he does a very good job of, because this is a very small, tight situation. Like, they're trapped in a basically a cellar um, in a house in Florida during a hurricane, and these alligators get in. And then there is a little bit outside of the house, but it's a very tight area. And he does a really good job with the geography of it. And so you always know where you are. And that actually makes it, in a weird way, it makes it scarier, you know? Because, and he does a really good job of building up the tension. So you never know exactly when they're going to attack or where they're going to attack from. Um, I will say it gets pretty silly at the end. Um, which is not well, kind of normal in a lot of these. Yeah, movies. that's kind of normal with these movies. Yeah, you have to kind of suspend your disbelief. But it's but it no one gets out easy. Like it's um, I mean, it's a very it's I wouldn't say it's I mean, it's pretty brutal, I guess. It's uh, it's pretty gory. It's uh, it's definitely an R rated film. Um, but that didn't really bother me as much as it normally does. I don't know. I just had a really good time with it. And when I see people talk about stuff like the Meg, which I thought was super dull. When I see people talking about that and saying stuff like, you know, you just you can't complain about this. It's just fun. I usually don't like that defense. But with this movie, I think it's kind of legit because this movie is really fun. Uh, and, this uh, this reminds me of how I felt after I watched The Shallows. Did you enjoy The Shallows? 
I did shallow. for the most. I liked this better, but um, the Shallows is probably one of the better ones I've seen over the last like decade. Yeah, it's for one, sure. It's one of. The, I'm sorry, Danae. We're gonna be talking about shark Open movies here for a second. You can just you, you can just keep singing your uh, your Stars Born, you know, music, and well, you bet. I'm just gonna I'm gonna zone out. I'm gonna let you guys talk. Hey, I got an idea. You just give me the thumbs up when I can clue back in, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go look at my web comic that I'm gonna talk about here in a minute. <laughs> okay, fair okay, enough. Okay, okay. No, but I remember when I watched the. Shallows. I was like in the shadow. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. Every time. Every time. I, I'm sorry. Uh, I remember thinking. Uh, I, I went into it thinking oh, this is going to be another dumb shark movie, and mm-hmm. I had so much fun. And it was. I it was. It was kind of dumb. Like the shark was as intelligent as a human. You know, it made yeah. it made human motivated decisions. It was definitely a shark who had a, a revenge kind of thing on his mind like but but there was just something so interesting and fun about it i thought the performances you know the performance you mm-hmm. know basically um blake lively right I yes think was the shallows i thought her performance was <laughs> was really <laughs> was really good uh so that that kind of reminds me of what you're saying with with um, yeah oh and the performances are good here too you get basically two it's barry pepper plays the dad and um oh i cannot remember her name she's in the maze runner movies and I don't think I could pronounce her name even if I did remember it. But uh, it's like, yeah, Kaya Scottilario. Let's go there. Okay. Um, and there's also a very, very, very cute dog. And um, so they kind of make up like the main cast. Um, there are a few tertiary characters that show up for the obvious uh, <laughs> reasons in these kind of movies. <laughs> the red but, shirts. Um, but no, it's effective. It's just a very effective, thrilling, you know, hour and a half of your life. And uh, it's it, like you said with uh, – Right along, you get exactly what you expect to get. Yeah. You know, no, that can be a good and, thing. And uh, it doesn't do any more. And it's also, it's one of those, which I'm not going to tell you what, I mean, it has the kind of ending I love in these types of movies. Um, and I, I don't really want to go beyond that other than I, it's just, it's a very, um, I don't even know how to say it without giving does it, it, it just has, it has an ending that I like. <laughs> huh? And does it involve dynamite? No, 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 nothing oh, like oh, that. Okay. It, it, it has nothing to do with what happens in the ending. It's just um, like what part of the action it ends on, I guess, is the best way to put it. Why are you even talking? I didn't like, give you the thumbs up yet, Danae. Oh, crap, Why are you sorry. even back in this conversation? Listen, I, started, like, I just started like shopping movie, on Amazon. Let's put it this way. It's a movie that knows when it needs to end. It doesn't drag on. So I think that's what I'm basically saying. So I don't know. I just, it, it's not a great movie. Like you're not going to, this isn't going to end up on a bunch of top 10 lists at the end of the year or anything like that. But it is a good movie. And it's okay for a movie to just be good. Yeah, um, and uh, this is one of them. So I, I, I recommend. Thumbs up, Danae. <laughs> Thumbs up. You can what were you back. singing just then? That wasn't Stars Born, was it? Yeah, it was. She was going to oh. the deep end part. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. That's right. It's where they live. The chompy mouse. I'm going to ask you a question that I'm going to immediately regret. Yep. Have you seen Shark Cat? No. Okay. Don't. All right. <laughs> Who's I've up next? Never even heard of that. Interesting. Uh, you're up, Danae. It's down oh, to you. Really? Yeah, what's oh, your beyond the scenes? Well, let me tell you, I've been shopping on Amazon Prime. Today is Amazon Prime Day whenever we're recording Isn't this Isn't it episode. like two days now? It's two days in a row, man. I don't I don't know how I feel about Prime Day. You, you don't used get to, to be, love it. You don't get to be a corporation and create a holiday. That's that's silliness. You used to love this. That's what before happened? I was enlightened. Oh, before you, <laughs> you mean before you got broke and you're like, I yeah. can't afford anything anyway. <laughs> I mean, yeah, cool. Apple iPad Pro is several hundred dollars off, but whatever. Anyway, back to the other stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to highlight a webcomic. Something that you don't know about me yet is I love webcomics. 
This cool. love started when I worked for a call center. I worked for Hotels.com years ago. And so my day was tied to a phone answering your calls about your hotel needs. <laughs> it was awful. I hated it. Do you still remember like the uh, the int- like when you answer the phone, what you had to say like every time? Yeah, I mean, no, not a hundred percent. Okay, but it I was, just wondered if you could like you know ring, 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 ring. Oh, first of all, it was a boop oh, in I'm your sorry. ear, boop, and then I would cry. <laughs> <laughs> Please, God, no, not another day of this. (laughs) Um, Anyhow, one of the cool things that happened, though, from working that job is that I eventually was working for this department. We had more free time to talk to each other, your cubicle mates. And there was this guy named Reese who loved webcomics, and he introduced me to several of them. So every day I had 15 to 20 that I would keep up with because that was my life. Um, But there's only one or two that I still to this day go back every single week and stay up with. And one of them is called Gunner Craig Court. I highly recommend it. Uh, it's free online webcomic. Of course, he's got like Patreon if you want to support him and stuff like that, which would, he's an awesome um, artist. His name is Tom Seidel, I believe is how it's pronounced. He lives in England. Uh, Gunner Craig Court, G-U-N-N-E-R-K-R-I-G-G. Gunner Craig Court. I'll tweet it so you guys can find it. But it's just really well done. And I love webcomics that have been going for like, as long as this one has. I think he started in like 2005 or something. That can kind of be intimidating, though, if you've never... like. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a TV show. Like for me, The Sopranos is this way, where it's like I've never seen an episode of The Sopranos. I know it's supposed to be amazing. I just can't fathom going back to season one, episode one, right. and watching you know ten full seasons of the. You know what I mean? Like, See, I, just, I love it. I love being able to go back and just binge read. Mm-hmm. Um, and web comics are different because you've got like maybe one. Uh, page is like three panels so it goes pretty quick depending yeah. on and if you like it it goes faster uh, mm-hmm. so this is just a really fun story the um, the main character is this young girl and she you know she's lives in this really interesting environment where there's nature separated from industrial and uh, you just kind of are introduced to the weird uh, otherworldly characters that are there at play. And you're kind of following her from her youth into like growing into a woman. Now, I started reading this, I think, in 2009. Mm. And so it had been going for a few years and he still releases Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So super good. Some really, really beautiful art. Some really, really beautiful character development. Personally, I think this is one of the best out there. Can There's you, a lot out there that I've I've read and I still read, but this one is the one I'll talk about today. Can you give it? Can you give like a general genre? Like, is it court as in like a, like a street that you live on, or court as in like a king's court, or like like what's what's kind of the genre? What can I expect from this story? Um, cool stuff. <laughs> Does it take place in space on Earth? Is it, you know it what I mean? It takes like, place in, you start off in like this industrial world, like where the kids are going to school together. Just and like a university, he's like building. Like a university of some kind. And then it's like in this major, like, you, you personally, he hasn't developed the entire, the entire world. It's you go where she goes. So you're kind of de- seeing what it's all about. But does it feel, it does it feel modern? Does it feel like a modern story yeah. and it feels like kind of like an alternate universe? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Sure. That's how I describe it. I just got it. to where about maybe a year ago I could actually read comics digitally 
Um, so I'll have to check this out. Yeah, um, and it's super age appropriate for. Yeah. I mean, this is this is not a comic oh, cool. that would be like adult rated. This is one that if you have kids that like to you know read stuff like this, this is super super appropriate for all of that. Yeah. So. Well, I, I still read comics, but it's just comics have gotten a lot more expensive, and just finding time to go to the comic store. And so I signed up for that Marvel Unlimited, which if you don't know about that, it's like it's basically every Marvel comic in digital form. Um, and I think the newer ones, they pop up on there like after like two months or something. Um, and you just pay like a subscription. So it's just a subscription service. Yeah. And um, so that's kind of how I got myself to start reading stuff digitally. And uh, but, yeah, no, I'll have to, this sounds really interesting. Well, and it's also interesting because like what you're talking about, Jonathan, the idea that comics themselves, like the idea of like a comic shop comic, you know, DC, mm-hmm. Marvel, that kind of thing has increasingly uh, finally embraced kind of the digital age and they have their readers oh, yeah. and those kind of things. But web comics kind of push that forward and they're a totally different genre because, you know, they they are birthed from the Internet. You know, they're not birthed from printing houses. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's interesting to see how web comics have influenced. Influenced mm-hmm. the whole comic scene and you know they kind of showed the big boys in the comic world that oh there's something powerful here about you know having instant access every monday wednesday and friday to a new panel you know and so it's it's very it's almost much more sunday funnies than it is that's what you know, it sounds Marvel, like Marvel yeah. comics yeah you know? yeah i would agree with that um i decided to go to wikipedia to read their description because i feel like i should do them a better service it's a science fantasy webcomic. Okay. So. Uh, it follows Antimony Carver, a young girl who has started attending a school at a strange and mysterious place called Gunner Creek Court, and the events that unfold around her as she becomes um, embroiled in political intrigues between the Gunner Creek Court and the inhabitants of the of the Wildwood. Okay. So there's a ver- there's a very much a fantasy element yes. to it. Okay. I love that you always have something that's like I don't know, just different than just just a film or a TV show. <laughs> oh, good. Thanks. Because <laughs> I get worried about that, and I don't. I, I, mean, know. I, don't, I think it's great. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I because uh, there's more to pop culture than you know. It's true. Um, I even thought about recommending a book. So I mean, no, you know. don't do it, Jonathan. A book. <laughs> <laughs> there are a With few words? of us that still read. That's gonna do it for behind the scenes this week. Don't forget to make sure you are subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Uh, also, go ahead and leave a comment or a rating for us. Throw some stars at us as well. Uh, you can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. Uh, she is at Danae Says, and he is at Sam Loomis thirteen. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, and myself, we're gonna see you next week. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BehindTheSinsPod at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter. And be sure to visit CinemaSins.com. That's all I'm asking for. Just a little miracle. Just a little miracle. Uh, car repairs are expensive. They always come when you don't have any money. Yeah, we're getting ready to head on vacation. Which is when we always do our car repairs because we don't want to break into yeah. on vacation. That's stupid. <laughs> Your wisdom is unwisdomable. We just rent cars. Yeah, I wish we were there. The problem is our family size. We can't rent a car. We yeah. have to rent a van. That's true. Yeah, you would be in a much different situation than the three of us. The cheapest we're going to find for a week is, you know, like 1200 bucks. Yeah, if we had just not had as many kids... Yeah, you know, screwed that up. We messed that you up should, big time. You should let them know that every day. <laughs> That's right. You, you younger two really wish you weren't here. <laughs> if I were the king, king of, of the, the forest. forest.
Ghost. It's marriage is interesting. It's a very interesting mm-hmm. project. It's annoying. <laughs> it is that too sometimes. I'm glad I have somebody to help me do life, like somebody to witness my high moments, my low moments, all that stuff. But people are hard to love. <laughs> When you say people, you also mean yourself, right? Like, of course. You're not thinking of your husband. You're just you're thinking that both of you are difficult to love sometimes. Hey, let's change topics and talk about donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably pray. I should. I thought you were going to say pray. I, I, like, I did too. Are you going to pray I for should, our podcast today? Dear Lord. <laughs> Is that a new thing we're doing? <laughs> yes. We at the beginning of Behind the Sins, we have group prayer. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, but that is really cracking me up. It is. You rarely like uh, lose it. That is that is really funny because I just I do have situations in my life, obviously, where we have group prayer. Like it's a thing yeah. that happens in my life, but it would be so foreign to this moment. I think it's just tickling me. That's hilarious. We'll, hey, we'll do it for the first time at Sins Week. <laughs> that's right. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 